Hello and welcome to the Guilty Pleasure Podcast, the podcast where we celebrate and elaborate on our odd interests. I'm Amanda Salvatore. And I'm Jackie Ray Abel. And today's guest was Santosh Reddy. We talked about his favorite show, Entourage. If you would like to share your guilty pleasure with us, you could email us at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes. Simply open up the podcast app on your iPhone, search for Guilty Pleasure Podcast, look for our purple, blue, and yellow logo, and leave a review. If you don't have iTunes, you can also find us on SoundCloud. So leave us a review on that as well, because it really helps Amanda and I in our efforts to not have day jobs anymore. Yay, down with the day job. Exactly. Um... Our show will begin right after a quick word from the Nerdist School Network. Thanks for listening. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Do you remember reading children's books? I do. The picture books that had all the nice pictures and also a story? Oh yeah, they were always so nice and fun. Eh, were they? I don't know, I don't remember. Well, if you want to remember, you should probably listen to our podcast. What's our podcast? Our podcast is Rachel and Sam Read a Story. Sounds super nice and friendly all the time. (laughs) All the time. I'm Rachel Bieber. And I'm Sam Gash. And we are the people who do Rachel and Sam Read a Story. On Mondays on the Nerdist School Network. I really want a Jurassic Park t-shirt. I feel like I should. I feel like it would match my aesthetic. It's like $10 at Target. It would be very on Really? Of course it's at Target. Target always has the, like, really, they're like the new Hot Topic in terms of their, like. They just buy, like, the whatever properties are hot. They're just like, all right, let's just buy that and then, like, put it on a t-shirt, sell for, like, 12 bucks. Makes sense. I mean, even, like, Walmart does it now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Those are not as good. I know. I know. I Target ones. I know. A guilty pleasure of mine is that I do shop at Walmart. Because it's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap as shit. Fuck. Yeah. Where is there a Walmart? Here? There's one in Burbank. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh. Like where you where Project Alpha records. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Right by the Bob Hope Airport. Freaking Bob the Hope. Best, best airport of all time. I've yeah, never I live in the flown. Burbs, so yeah. I live right next to one. It's great. Oh, that's great. That's, do they give plastic bags and bags at yours? Not anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, they stopped. I, I think the whole city stopped doing that now. They give plastic bags out at the one in Burbank. Oh, I mean, just the the city of Cerritos where I live. Oh, yeah. God. So they give plastic bags out. You don't have to pay for them? Or is it like 10 cents? No, you don't have to pay for them. Freaking I'm pretty Walmart. sure. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. They don't give a shit. Walmart does not give a shit. All no. they care about is that they deliver you cheap. Well, presumably they're making money before the bag situation. <laughs> they're, like, yeah. they're like, they're doing okay. Stop doing the bags. I think we can make some money here. Yeah, really. <laughs> the Walmart business model completely depends on whether or not they give plastic bags for free or not. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm sure there's business like that, but I don't think it's Walmart. I remember that. Remember that like that that smiley face rollback song they had in like the 2000s. Rolling back prices all over the place. Put on a happy face, something like that. Yeah, and they had like a western theme to it too. Wasn't he just like in a hat? It was an animated smiley smiley with a hat on it, and he had like a lasso that would like pull down prices literally off of the thing. Nice, nice. Well, you have to spell it out sometimes for people. (laughs) You know, be like, listen, this is something you understand, a cowboy. He's taking the prices down. But it's like rolling back prices? Why was he using a... Is it rolling, rolling, rolling? Oh, yes, that's what it was. I I just guessed. Keep those prices rolling. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) It might... um, So, should we get started? Yeah, Yeah, I we should go. Oh, my gosh, let's do it. So, Santosh, what is your guilty pleasure? (laughs) Okay, so... um, I might have missed, not misunderstood, I willfully misunderstood this. Oh, because, cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> mine is Entourage, the television show, and film, feature film. Ooh. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I listened to a bunch of the other episodes of this, you know, as other people from the Vanities were, joined, were doing it, I was like, okay, I'll, like, I'll listen to these. And then, like, I started getting into, like, all of them. And then Aww. I was like, oh, these people, gen- like, people genuinely like these things, and they're explaining them to you, mm-hmm. and then, like, trying to get you in, which, but they, like, legit like them. And I don't think they're really even guilty about it for the most part. No. It's interesting. So we've most, everyone we've interviewed so far has been some sort of performer, some sort of artist. And I feel like guilty mm-hmm. doesn't really resonate with them yes. the way it would like 
um, I, I don't like to someone who doesn't perform, perhaps they're like, well, I'm not guilty about it. I embrace it. It's just something that a lot of people don't like, you know yeah. what I mean? And we're also interviewing people who are like in their late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. And I think that once you hit, <laughs> once you hit like a certain age, you're like, I have to pay rent. F I don't this. give a fuck. I don't care. Like <laughs> whatever. I live my best life. I'm, and also Another thing that, and we've brought it up with other podcasts before, it's not like any nerd culture that we've been discussing has been really embraced by the internet and yeah. is becoming more socially acceptable. This is slightly related, but so I was like watching uh, OC season one again recently, which mm -hmm. we can talk about later. But one of the things is like um, Adam or Adam Brody's character is like supposed to be like this big nerd, but like everything he likes is like the most popular shit right now. Like yeah. he's like really into skateboard. Skateboards got really popular right after that again. Uh, he's really into like the music that was like defined that gen like that ten year period. Mm -hmm. And then he's like really into Star Wars, really into comic books. Like all that stuff is like so huge now. And it's like you watch it back now, and you're like, this guy would be the most popular kid in high school had he just <laughs> been born five years later. Yeah. Yeah. But like for, and then but then for that time it was I guess I mean that should barely made sense too but I really like it. We can yeah. talk about that later. <laughs> well, it's almost like the stuff that's like mainstream now is almost sh is almost shameful. D do you do you feel Yeah. Do you so feel like that? the stuff I so like I if someone came you. on here and was like I love the Big Bang Theory, it would be like, "Oh yeah." Yes. Yeah, that's my parents. That's what we'll interview them about. They this is so this is the stuff. exact thing I'm talking about. So it's like I agree with you like everything that I like, I like legitimately like. I think this is like I think it's good. There's nothing I think that I like that I think it's also bad. Mm -hmm. Entourage is the closest we get to this. <laughs> so Entourage is a show that as a, when it came out, I was like, I don't know, like 15 or 16. Too young to be watching the show Two, probably. It was 2000, I think it came out. 99 I, or 2000. No, it came out in 2004. I, I, I started looking. I, I'm pretty sure it came out in 2004. It did. It came out in April 2000. Four. Well, then my Amazon Prime account is screwed up because I watched the first episode this morning. I've never watched Entourage, and it said 1999. I, I think that their like, default thing is like, no matter what, it'll say that date if they don't know what it is. Guys, it's just Wikipedia that shit. Come on. So, oh, <laughs> that's what I did. So at the time, I was like, not really into like entertainment that much. I like At that point, I wanted to be, I believe, a political whatever but i was like oh like i'll watch this because it's on hbo i was that's in, how like, our president feels, yeah so it's fine <laughs> whatever. Like, oh, i want to do something political, uh, political whatever he was also Pretty from much. queens <laughs> yes <Yeah>. so <laughs> so i was watching so then like i was a sophomore i guess and then like i knew a senior who like had like the first two seasons no had the first season on like a like stole not stolen like a burned DVD or whatever contraband yeah nice breaking the law with political whatever I dig it so I was in a film class with this guy and he was like oh yeah like if you're into this stuff you should watch this and again he was 18 at the time very old and I was 16 at the time very young <laughs> legitimately still true now yeah and then so I was watching it and I was like oh this is like presumably this is how Hollywood is like and then. The first season also, I will admit, is, like, if you watch it again now, probably the best season in that it was still, like, trying to be a parody. Like, it is what Silicon Valley ended up being for, like, the Valley. Like, they were like, oh, like, let's make fun of Hollywood, at least to some extent. Mm -hmm. And at that point, they weren't getting, like, that, like, huge celebrities. They were getting, like, you know, like, your B-tier kind of celebrities. Mark Wahlberg. He, he was an EP on that show, though. Yeah. <laughs> he can be on it, I guess. He it's, makes a cameo in the first episode. It's yeah. about, it's a, isn't it, isn't. Mark Wahlberg, we can get into this later. We can pivot back to it, but pivot back to it. Pivot, <laughs> pivot, pivot back to it. Pivot from my days of musical theater. Pivot back to it. Pivot back to it. Also, uh, I appreciate that. I get it. Boop, 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 <laughs> took me a second. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I like. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, but he, I, I was like, oh my god, look, Mark Wahlberg. And then I was reading about it, and he, it's. Some people think it's like about his his life, so like his is, friends. So this is like this thing I think or, or like I, I read up a lot about this because at the time I was like really obsessed with the show. Mm -hmm. And basically it was like I guess at one point when they were casting it and everything, the plan was for it to be like Mark Wahlberg's gang. Like I think he has a guy who has another animal name friend. It's not turtle, it's something else. It's um oh, Rabbit. Wait, it's, yes, something like that. It's, no, it's Eminem's character from Eight Mile. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um it's, Eminem it's isn't not Eminem's turtle, but it's like another Tortoise. To no. Frog. <laughs> Komodo it's, dragon. Yeah. Oh, fuck. But his, ah, oh, damn it. Goat? No. It was, oh, um, it's um B. It starts with, oh, uh, God. Mm. 
Billy I, goat. God damn it. It's Billy goat, you guys. Uh, or, I can't think of any animals that start with it's the letter B right bear, now. but I'm it's like, that's too cool. Bear is way too Bat. cool for this guy. Let me just, we yeah. can keep talking. Yes. I'm going to look that shit up so, because I yeah. want to know. It was supposed to be like kind of like about a more Wahlbergy character who, again, was not as famous as he is now, but still like pretty famous. And then like his gang, which I guess, or his entourage, mm-hmm. which the show is based on. Oh, but then I after get the, it. Love that. <laughs> after they cast everything, I guess that felt he was like a bit more, not like as an action pack, like an action star type guy, Vince, the character. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of went more of like the DiCaprio route. So they were like, oh, let's model him uh, around DiCaprio's entourage, uh, the Pussy Posse. Oh, the, yes, yes, the Pussy Posse. It's called his... Entourage is cool. really called the Pussy Posse. Okay. Really gross. Yeah, you just dusted off some memory for me here. I remember that that was a what? thing. Yeah. And who was in the Pussy Posse? It was, um, what's his name? The guy that did the first uh, Spider-Man? Toby Maguire. Maguire. He was, was a part Toby of the Pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then there never, was... I don't give a shit. That would never happen for me. Oh, man. There's like... There's like one or two. There's the guy from the little kid from Witness, I believe, is in it. I'm go- I'm googling Pussy oh, Posse. Witness. I loved that movie. Witness. Yeah, the, the little kid is in the Pussy Posse or was oh, or whatever. Oh, he was. Yeah, I think so. And then um, what's his name? There's one other guy who's like a relatively famous actor who I can't remember the name of. Are you looking up Pussy I'm Posse? I'm looking up Pussy Posse. Okay, I'm looking up the Pussy name Posse. of the friend <laughs> who then died from an asthma attack in oh. real life, and from Mark Wahlberg's, um, whatchamacallit. Mark Wahlberg's friend who originally auditioned for the role of Turtle. David Blaine was in the Pussy Posse? Yes, he was David in it, but that's Blaine. what the person talking about. Toby Maguire. Harmony Corinne? Oh, that, that makes kind of sense, though. That director? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 director. Kevin Connolly. Oh, Kevin so Connolly is, yeah, he was like an affiliate, I, I believe. Okay, so Kevin Connolly. Of the Connelly, Pussy Posse, yes. he was an affiliate? Yeah. So Kevin Connolly, who's actually in Entourage, he plays Eric, mm-hmm. was in the Pussy Posse. Then J.R. Ferguson. I don't know who that is. Oh, he was in, oh, he was Stan Rizzo from Mad Men. Lucas Haas. Lucas Haas Rob, is the kid. And then uh, affiliated women was Elizabeth Berkeley from Saved by the Bell, Fiona Apple, Sarah Gilbert. Wait, Fiona Sarah Apple? Gilbert. Wait, Fiona odd. Apple was a part of the Pussy Posse. She was a female affiliate. What did they do? Wait, okay. This is like a like a big Vanity Fair article that I think will summarize everything for you okay. <laughs> that you can read later. But I'm gonna read that. Essentially, they're all like young actors that were like kind of bubbling up at the same-ish time, and then there was like an article about it, and I guess they, there was like a throwaway line or something they said about their gang as like a joke and it became like a name that stuck in like the tabloids and stuff. Well, gotcha. that's funny because Adrian Grignier kind of looks like a young Leonardo DiCaprio. This is a question I wanted to ask. So uh, yeah, this is a question I wanted to ask you guys. Do you guys find him attractive? Um, uh, I get why people would find him attractive. He's a little too lanky. Like, the first episode, I and literally watched- stocked, my guy. I like, I like my guy to be a little stocky. He, um, I just literally watched the first episode a couple days ago, uh, a couple hours ago, and he looks like he's twenty one, maybe in the first episode, and he just looks like he's just skinny. Like if he would take off his clothes, he'd just be skinny. Like it's not like he's just coasting on his metabolism. That's kind of what because late. Looks like. I mean, I don't really remember, but like the premise of the show is kind of heavily built around the fact that he is like insanely attractive, and I just don't feel. Like that's a thing because I feel like for the mo- like when people are like oh yeah like I find like Matt Damon attractive I'm like I get that I get like why you would find him attractive mm-hmm. but with this guy I was like we're just assuming this based on the show because the other thing the the show really pos- posits early on is like he's just so attractive that they're not even sure if he's like a good talented actor. yeah well yeah. I got the vibe that he's not a good actor so that from the like in the first couple, for the first couple seasons yeah. like first seasons or two it's like he really does coast on that and then like he does starts doing like more quote unquote serious work and then mm-hmm. there that becomes like a real question. Like an existential question for the gang of like, or the entourage, sorry, of like, is he even talented? And then, I mean, obviously, like everything works out for them always. So yes, he is. He's super talented. Oh, okay, good. Because <laughs> I've only I watched. I was telling. So Jackie came to my house last night, and we were talking and doing all these things. As soon as she walked in, I was like, I like this show. No season. I one... enjoyed it. Like I got to like the fifth episode, I think, or something like that. I enjoyed it a yeah. lot. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. It's funny. You know. It's funny. Like it's funny. I thought in the in the episode I watched, I thought they did a really good job of like 
showing off like who these people are, where they came from, and like showing a very deep relationship between all four characters. Mm-hmm. So like I really enjoyed it. I thought the banter was super funny. I think this is one of those many shows where the first season it has a lot of promise and is very good. Like OC is another one. I'll mention it again. Mm-hmm. Very good first season. Arguably everything after that was not good. But that first season is just very strong. Can you guys remind me what the OC is? Oh my god! Uh, just because I, I because it stands for Orange County, and yeah. that is all I know about it. Is it like I a real? I thought wasn't it a reality no, show? No, that's Laguna, Laguna Beach. Beach. Okay, which is like based off of like Isn't the, the same was... freaking thing, guys. No, Laguna Beach is with Lauren Conrad. That's how Elsie got her start. Yes. Gotcha. I also did not watch that either. I never saw that show, but like so basically, like the OC came out on the summer of. Misha Barton. Yeah. Oh. That's why she's famous. Or was famous. Yes. With that guy who had, I know, okay. Ben McKenzie, I know. who's on Gotham now, I think. I think. I'm I'm all caught up. And Adrian okay. Brody. Okay. You really liked that Adam show. Brody. Adrian Brody is a different guy. Who the fuck is he? Oh, the, the pianist. pianist. And then yeah. there's... <laughs> Oh, I'm such. Uh, I'm my mom. Hi. Because when I mom. said Adam wrote it earlier, I'm like, did I say Adrian Brody? But I wasn't sure. I, <laughs> I would have loved the OC with pale ass Adrian Brody. He's so moody. He's so moody. I love. The, I love those shows. And this is different, but I love those shows because it's like there, there'll be people that are like these people are not attractive, but like they keep on talking about how unattractive they are. But like, no, it's like super attractive. Like Adam Brody clearly. Like you people, gotta be. Yeah. The thing is, you gotta be. It's not necessarily that you have to be uh, traditionally attractive, but I think it's like. Would would you fuck this person? Like that's what it that's, boils down to, no, and, and it's like the ooh the allure. It yeah, mm-hmm. it's I that think if allure. you're on TV enough, people are like, oh, this person's attractive. Yeah, I'm told that people who work on television are attractive. Therefore, this person is. attractive. But also, they are. I mean, like the unattractive person on a television show is like still pretty attractive. Like, but like in, in terms of like television standards, is maybe like below that. But like, yeah, still on the street, still super attractive. Yeah, like the best friend in like a romantic comedy. She will be like, oh yeah, like she's like this dope that like is friends with the main character, but she's also super attractive. Like it's yeah. never the situation where it's like, oh, this like genuinely ugly person yeah. is like hanging out. Zoe Deschanel started out as the best friend yeah. and like the goth best friend who like couldn't deal with like love and stuff like yeah, that. She, yeah. And now she's like, you know, you give her some cute bangs and glasses, well, and all of a sudden she's a friggin' same star. thing with a new girl. Like she's super dorky, but like. Like she's very like oh she's gorgeous and also I think Zoe Deschanel is incredibly talented but I'm just saying like she started out as like the best friend yeah. and mm-hmm. now and it's just like the the role that she plays it just kind of changes but they're equally attractive I feel like I feel like we Who just knows? talk about enough famous people over and over we can get back into entourage in terms of like oh we that can do it entourage. we can piven we can piven, piven back, back. Yeah. well yeah. that's what I no, that's what I knew about entourage because. Um, I remember like a lot of guys watched it and when because it also came out when I was in yes. middle school as well, and I just wasn't. I just was like, eh, this isn't really like a line. I remember a lot of girls telling me that they did not like it. I know. I well, I remember my boyfriend um, in college really liked it a lot, and uh, I know that there was a lot of cameos, like actual cameos, yes. like yeah. people, like insane. Like people would actually play themselves, like Jessica just interacting. Alba. So Jessica Alba was yeah. in the first two or three episodes. She's like in. She oh, so let's let's just get back to the show. I guess it's like. Um, Adrian Grenier plays Vince, who is like the movie star. He's like the burgeoning movie star in the first season. Who we'll all agree is relatively attractive. He's uh, fine. Though, he like though I don't want to do him. I don't agree like, with you. <laughs> he's supposed to be attractive. He has very full lips, blue eyes, and dark hair. He looks like a theater nerd. He's too pretty. That's what it is. I don't like guys who are prettier than I am. He's you know pretty. What I mean? There we go. It's not that he's attractive. He's pretty. I, I mean, I don't know. I It's all right, Santosh. The show's over. It's cool. Yeah, like, it's, I, I just, he already got the work. He got paid for it. Yeah, that's you true. Know, we got to... So he's like the famous <laughs> guy. Gotta give it to him. <laughs> um, e is like his best friend who, mm-hmm. who is like uh, like his manager ostensibly, but like the first season he's kind of like unofficially his manager and then motor, more on he becomes like a real manager, blah, blah, blah. Um, Turtle is like his like gopher essentially. Yes, he's, like, that's Turtle. what his name was. It was gopher. Oh, that's that sad. Was the guy's name was Gopher. Also, Gopher doesn't start with a B. Oh, I know, but it's G. Um, it's a silent. It's a silent B. It's, it's an upside down. I remember. Angle. You know what though? Like a Gopher to me is like dopey sounding. It's an animal, but it has like a lot of hair. And so guess maybe what his real name is? What? what? Salvatore. I the character on yes. the show, and I read that, and I was like, I would, look at me go. I would totally like my type. I would totally go for a turtle. That's what I. That's how we get along. Jackie and I. Jackie and I have a weird friendship mind meld with 
all guys. Like, so do you consider like yourself a uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler type because she becomes like his main love interest for a large part of the show? Oh, I oh yeah, I Who guess is so. That? Uh, Jamie Lynn Sig- Sigler. She's from uh, Soprano. She's the daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Meadow. She's Meadow Sopran- Soprano. Soprano. Meadow Soprano. I guess so. I mean, if that's what she's doing. Yeah, I like. I like. You know, I like guys that have a little meat on their bones. Mm-hmm. I like like fun, doofy guys. I like, he is like, the most um, likable yeah. character. He's, like, I don't like yeah. any of them, but I like. I can like him. And then like the real actor also seems like the only guy I could really deal with. Of all those people in real yeah. life. He just seems like really friendly. I like a guy. He has a good, he's really confident. You know what? He, I like that. He seems like if I had a fucking flat tire, he would come and he would replace at, it. Well, that's his main job in the gang. Is like whenever there's a flat tire, he like drives the car around and then like if there's a flat tire, he's the one that goes out there. The rest of them hang out inside the car and talk about it. Nice. Yeah, it definitely, that's really funny, of mm-hmm. course. It doesn't, I'm not surprised. But he's, yeah. He's a delight. And then who else do and we have on the cast? Drama is drama. Vince's older brother who was like older brother. They, yeah, they make fun of like how yeah. much older he is. He's his half brother. Yeah. And he was like in Hollywood a lot like a lot earlier to the point that like you think he's he came here in like the eighties as like a young guy. Yeah, isn't he like he was on a show, like a, a fake show called Voyager or something. Uh, Not yeah. Voyager because that's real, but it was like Voyage of something something. Yeah. He had a it's from the first episode, it's implied that he had a lot of like you he know He was in like a Hercules type show where he was the main character. Gotcha. Uh, but all the shows were shot in New Zealand, but this is a, for some reason is shot in America or whatever. And he was like famous for a little while. And then, but that's like faded now. Yeah. And now his brother is coming is up. Like his the stepbrother. Yeah. yeah. So sure. he, so, and then obviously, and then that's like the core entourage. They all came from Queens, blah, blah, blah. Like me. Yes, exactly. And like Donald you. Trump. Yes. Exactly <laughs> like you two. You guys are the same, basically. Yeah. That's literally the, that's the... What a spectrum from the place I grew up. <laughs> right? What a spectrum. There's all different types. But I grew them. up with a lot of people like those. I, I grew up with a lot of people like them. Like that's, I think that's also why I enjoyed the So you episode. feel yeah. it's very, fairly accurate in the sense of like those guys are real. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. there's Ari, who is like the, the agent. agent. And mm-hmm. he is just like agenting around a lot. Uh, his background is that he... I think uh, he was the agent or like the assistant of the agent of the guys from bill and ted's uh he was not keanu reeves the other guy oh he was that guy's like agent or whatever and that's like his like whole like backstory i think oh crazy i didn't know that he seems to me i guess like what i got from when i first watched the show and talking about characters i had no preconceived idea of what it was going to be i thought it was going to be um i didn't think i was going to enjoy it as much but ari gold i just like that his name is ari gold and that is like very like on the nose yeah. for me. I appreciated that. I was like, yeah, of course. And but his hair's real bad. He's just supposed <laughs> to be Ari Emanuel, and they just changed his last name. That's yeah. pretty much all they did. They're just like, here you go. But he's he's atrocious, but also funny. Exactly the best what actor on the show, probably, probably. the best yeah. character on the show, the most funny character on the show, mm-hmm. the most consistent character on the show. I believe it. So like, and he's the one. I guess that he won like a bunch of Golden Globes off of that show, or at least one off yeah. of that show. And I mean, he's legitimately good in it. Like his, they realized early on that that character just needs to be mean all the time, but like, and yelling all the time, but like in a very accurate way. And then like, just like any joke, it's just like if it's specific enough, it's funny. So mm-hmm. like, he'll go in and like yell at somebody very specifically, and it's like it's always funny. He always has like a nice twist like this LA twist to him where he'll be like pummeling somebody verbally but then he'll somehow you just feel like whenever you walk away from a conversation with him it's all right like you're still working (laughs) with him you're not fired but like he gave you the business he lets you know like don't fuck up again but like it's cool, and they hug, and they hug it out, know? bitch. Which they is hug a famous, it out, bitch. A famous it. line from that show that he hug says, it out, bitch. "Hug it out, bitch." I loved that, and that's what I mean by like. There's like there's something like really aggressive about him, but then he'll do something like that, and you're just like, all right. And I think you need something like that with a character like him, where there's something redeemable about him, and well, there's something likable about him, even if he's always angry. This is a good thing about the character and a bad thing about the show's realism in that he is genuinely a, like a, their friend. Like, he is, like, he tries to pretend like he's not, mm-hmm. but, like, no agent is, like, running around, like, all day for one client. Like, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, it'll be like, oh, I can't get Vince on the phone at, like, 11 at like eleven a.m., and he'll be like, all right, I'm gonna drive around L.A. all day trying to find Vince. And then he would just leave, and then, like, 
the next scene you see him again, it's like, it's nighttime. He finds him at some club somehow, and he's all like, I've been looking for you guys all day, and it just doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, to the fact that one person would comb Los Angeles to try and yeah. find someone is That's pretty a, ridiculous. It's a big area. And not to mention, like, big. he finds them, like, pretty, like, it'll literally be, like, I, I remember at least two scenes where, like, he'll show up at a club, he's like, thank God I found you guys, like, and I guess, it, like, the assumption is like he just has the whole town wired he'll just be like oh well i guess if someone's that famous you can just like call people and be like hey is vince chase there or like in the same way if like if you're a famous like if you're an important person call somebody and say like hey is matt damon there is you know whoever there and they would just i guess say yes if you're a powerful agent i think that's just some like screenwriting magic too but they just lean on (laughs) it so much that like it just becomes unreasonable at some point so talk more about like why you like the show so So i like the show because So again, like you said, like it's likable because they're all like friends. Like that feels like relatively genuine, at least in the beginning, and then it becomes more and more kind of wearing when they're like in their mid thirties and they're still like hanging out together and they have nothing else going on. Yeah. But like I like that relationship and it is like some of the stuff becomes less and less funny, but like Ari is pretty consistently funny. And then the cameos are pretty like they're to the point when like Martin Scorsese comes out on the on the show as a cameo, you're like oh shit, like this is, cra- like even he who does not need to be slumming it here on an yeah. HBO television, I mean like he doesn't need to be doing this at all, but he's in it and then like James Cameron is in it for like three episodes, four episodes I think. Didn't he direct in season two like he was directing the Aquaman. movie? That Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. He's like directing Aquaman, that's like a big thing on that show. Um, but yeah, I, I like like their dynamic and, and at a certain point like when you're on a show for two seasons, like really probably what happened was I was young so the first like two seasons or three seasons I was like, oh this is great, like this is what Hollywood's like, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you're in at that point, you're like, all right, I just got to see this damn thing through at this yeah, point. Yeah, like, I've committed so much time. Yeah. Now, where are you from originally? Are you from California? Yes, That's what I'm I thought. I'm from, like, 20 miles from here. Okay. Did you have, like, these... Was Los Angeles... Because we're both from the East Coast, and I feel like Los Angeles is a huge character... I hate saying this. <laughs> it's its own it's character. It's its own character. All these girls wearing tank tops. I think um, Hollywood, like this very specific version of Hollywood, is a character on the show. Mm-hmm. In my entire life, I have never yet to I've yet to see that version, and yeah, I also really. would not be interested. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm the type of person that I only enjoy parties where I know everybody, but also everyone else knows everyone else. Mm-hmm. Anything else, I'm like, this is just too much like social pressure. I don't want to deal with this. So when you like you were familiar with Los Angeles when you were watching the show and you, uh, or... vaguely, I mean, when you're sixteen and you live twenty miles away from anywhere, it's like you don't really know what's you don't going know on. It. Like yeah. I think there is like this, there are like these Valley kids that had a version of that, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, and I guess like again, we can talk about the OC again. I was just, gonna, but, yeah, <laughs> just I think like say. you're like Laguna Beach and like yeah. those types of areas had like because it's like you're wealthy because your parents are wealthy, and then you can just do like all the social stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I re- like I remember when I was when like Uber first came out, and I was like, oh, like kids can like go places now without like a parent or a car. Like you can be 15 and, and somehow end up in you know, like Irvine if you wanted to. For I'm yeah. pretty sure Uber does not. Yeah, but minors. they have like a kid's Uber now where like oh. your parent can like get you a car. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yes. Okay. That's cool. Okay. So like based off of that stuff, I'm sure that's real. But like for me, it was just like, I was a regular suburb kid. Like I might as well yeah. have been like in Ohio or something. Yeah, I, I mean, like you're like vaguely related, mm-hmm. but like not really enough for it to matter. Yeah. I, I Watching it made me, I appreciated in the first couple of episodes that I did watch um, the musical choices. Yes, I was just like, "Well, we are back in time." Mm-hmm. Well, even the way the girls dress. But that's what I mean. Like the, all those tank tops, you oh, guys. Yeah, so many. Tops. I don't know anybody who wears that many tank tops but in also, LA. Just the way, like you know, the highlights, the pin straight hair, mm-hmm. the like that, the low rise jeans, oh, yeah. like flared jeans, those the skirts. skirts. Like that was very particular. And like compared to now, where like you know, women are a little bit more like fuller. And like, yeah. you know, we, we don't like, you know, those like twig kind of ladies. That was like a very like size zero type period of time. It was like, oh, she's yeah. really hot. I'm like, how did you see her? She's so <laughs> When thin. she stands to the side, she disappears. Yeah. Like, kind of like Adrian, uh, Adrian, 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 Adrian Brody. <laughs> now you're making me say his name wrong. <laughs> kind of like Adrian Brody in The Pianist. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought it was, I think like the thing that got me was like, wow. So these three guys are just gonna hang around Vince, I guess. Yeah, like and live off of him. Really. That, that, so like th- that's the type of stuff where again, like the first couple of seasons is like, okay, this is like you know, there's ups and downs to this relatively. But then you started to realize like nothing ever goes bad for these guys. Like Vince, like his worst case is like 
he might not get a movie or something, mm-hmm. or like later on, like one of his movies fails, but then he bounces back so quickly. Like and there's never a, any Jeopardy. Doesn't really. he like get a drug problem at some point? That's like in the last season, and at that point, you're like, like they they are like just struggling to put a story together. At that point, it feels like. So this is something I've actually been talking about a lot because I'm writing a bunch of scripts of my own because I'm trying to do that. Yeah. You know, hashtag hustling, <laughs> hashtag trying to make it, whatever. I don't care. Um, hashtag, but live I, your dream, baby girl. But, but I feel like so this was a really interesting premise. Like the pilot grabbed me immediately, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. like I'm probably gonna watch a couple episodes. I thought it was of this a great pilot because it's. A great pilot. it's funny and these characters I immediately like like them and I like their dynamic I think when writers go and pitch these story ideas they pitch a really great concept and they've been working on this concept for fucking months sometimes years and then when it gets picked up they're like oh shit like how are we going to show character development how are we going to get like a series arc like how are we going to do our character like this is the principal problem of that show is because character development if you're like a 20 something year old guy and you just came here Mm -hmm. Uh, from somewhere else and you're like here with your friends and you try and make it Mm -hmm. that's a strong story like girls does that too where it's like they're really young and they're like trying to like make it and all they have is their friends at that time when they get into like their early 30s they're like in their like the young guys are in like their mid to late 20s and the show starts right but like when they're in like their early to late 30s and like you can't still doing it if the show's dependent on them hanging out together but also like to show growth you need to show them do other things like it Mm -hmm. just doesn't work so like it always is like they need to depend on Vince, otherwise they would leave Vince. Like Eric, they keep on talking about how great of a manager, or they don't keep talking about it, but he like is supposed to be like a good manager on the show. But like he is like he needs Vince. Without Vince, he has no career. Yeah. And then like Turtle, like Turtle is a guy who they keep showing as having good business ideas. Like he is like he like Fat Sal's is like, oh, we should bring that out from New York or whatever and make one in LA, and it's a good idea. Um, and like the sh- the restaurant is successful, but then he gets pushed out of it by the other owners. Oh, and then it's like so like he like and he like has a couple other business ideas like Avion Tequila, which is a real tequila that was like I think at that point when the show was making it a thing, it was like a real brand, but it wasn't like popular in America. Mm-hmm. So then I guess they got into a deal with HBO and the producers would be like, hey, like put our thing on your show, and then like we'll give you a piece. Was that the tequila that was also had water in it or something like that, or is that just watered down tequila that I came up with and need to? And that's put... just watered down. Oh. Yeah, that sounds like something you made up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great idea because then you could just like really drink, but then like not get hungover. So, because you could just pour water in yourself. Yeah, exactly. But want. it's I. But I don't have the time. That's, yeah, that's I'm true. trying to kill. Two when you're out there to drink, once. you're just like I just need to get four of these on my stomach and get <laughs> out of here. I need to stay hydrated. Anyway, so not so it wasn't that okay. And then what other what other ideas does he have? Like, um, he has like this thing where I'm like it's just like, ideas. um. Like hot girls that like drive limos is a thing that he comes up with that oh, that doesn't do well. But good, like, I hate that idea. But like, there's a like he has a bunch of ideas that like are relatively successful. But then like either he doesn't have the juice to like see them through, or like he doesn't have the power to maintain them. Like even like the Avion thing was like it was a great idea. He had it. Like he somehow gets Mark Cuban to get become an investor. Like he does all this Why stuff, not? and then like I forget what happens, but like something happens where he needs to like he needs the money or something, so he sells it, and then like three weeks later, it turns out like. If he just hold on, for, he just held on for three more weeks. He would have like made a way more money. Like he would have yeah. like hundred million dollars or whatever. And he's like, damn it! Like I sold it for like five million dollars. And then like Vince comes up to him, like puts his hand over his shoulder and says, like, well, guess what? I bought those shares and you can have them back. Here's a hundred million dollars or whatever. What? And it's like, what? You know, that's come on, that, that, come on, work for it. <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about. Like that shit's not earned. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it's a consistent. Even if it was like. He had to do more work to get it. It would make sense, but and like none of them are ever hung low. Like even like Vince, he's in a uh, Medellin, which is a movie that like he spends all of season three trying to get produced, and he gets a director for it from the first season, and like they make it, and then like I think season four is like it basically comes out or like second half of season three comes out, and it's like a huge piece of shit. Like it's bad. No one wants to buy it. Mm-hmm. It goes to Canon. It sells for like a dollar. It goes to like straight to DVD. So like. It would be really interesting for him to be like a whole season where like he's struggling with this. Like maybe like he's like, oh shit, like do I have to do like TV roles? Or, I would like... assume that that I mean like obviously I've only watched like half of season one. I would just kind of assume that would be like a season. Yeah, like the whole that season would just uh... be like him trying to deal with yeah. it. Yeah, right? and, and to some extent it is, but then like it should be like him climbing back, right? It mm-hmm. should be like oh like this went really badly. Let's like and then like maybe some more losses and then like he gets a break later on. That's like not as huge, but like and then like middle of season four he can maybe get back to where he was, right? Yeah. 
But then all of that first season, or all that season after that, is him like trying to get back into like big movies again. So like he he like picks up another script that he wants to be involved in, and like no one wants to do it because he's like a, like you know hasn't mm-hmm. had a good last movie. And then, but then at the end of that, the, the season ends with um, them trying to get him on another big movie and it fails. But then that director sent his like whatever, like sent something over to. Scorsese, and then Scorsese wants to put him in the new version of The Great Gatsby he's directing. No. And that's the last scene of that season. So it's like, it's not even like he er, like comes like slowly comes back. It's like, oh, he is actually like, if, if anything, it's better than it ever was. Like, he's now in a Scorsese. bigger movie with one of the best directors of all time. Does Vince ever end up having, I guess because I've only watched, I keep saying it, half of it, um... Does he ever have, like, a major... I know you're just saying he doesn't have, like, a major, major struggle, but does he grow as a person, or does he just rely on E to answer all of his questions and, like, I think help him? he is somebody that is so talented... On the show, he's so talented and so attractive mm-hmm. that that never comes up. Like, so attractive! Because it's... Like, the other thing that happens on the show is if there's an attractive woman on the show that is not, like, a romantic foil for one of the other characters, he is going to have sex with her by the end of that episode. Like, it's almost assured. Jesus. And there's going to be, like, probably, like, if she's, like, a real famous person, maybe she's not going to be, like, topless. But if she's not famous, if she's, like, just a model, like, yeah, she's going to be topless in that scene. It's also an incentive to watch. So Mm. this is the turn here that you're seeing. (laughs) So literally, I was like, this show seems good. And, like, by now, I'm just like, uh. Because it becomes, like. You're really really bumming me out. Like, I was excited. At some point, it becomes, like, really. Yeah, it becomes really like misogynistic and gross. That's what I, I was like. The banter At some point. even is a little. Even yeah, the, the banter, banter is super... very bro. Do you find in for you? Do you find like that you have your own? Does this how guys talk? And do you have your own entourage? I don't think people have on like. So I have friends. And like, do you have a, a group? Do you have a gang? So you this know? is this is what I was talking about earlier. It's like. At one point, like, when we were in our early 20s, like, yeah, we hung out a ton, and, like, I knew them since high school or whatever, Mm -hmm. and, like, we would hang out a lot through college and stuff, but then you just grow up, and, like, you don't have the time to, like... You have a house. Yeah, like, exactly. (laughs) God, you're such an adult, Santosh. But, like, everybody is, like, trying to, like, hustle their own thing, and, like, they have their own, like, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, and they're getting married, and they have kids, and all that stuff, and they, like... They have to move for jobs and stuff, and they just like you know like you're still friends, but like at this point, like the thing I was I was talking earlier about like how like I thought this was next weekend. My other thing was like we schedule now like hey let's all hang out like on one day like every month or two. Me and so I have a group of friends that I from ages like 16 to like 22. It's like 15 of us, and we would always 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 hang out. Right now we are scheduling a trip for a year from yeah. now. That's so smart though. But it's like, but it's because but we're all going to bring like our significant others and stuff. Because you just have to. I but mean, there's no way to. Literally, we had to like, okay, we're going to plan for like next August 2018. What are you going to do? We're probably going to go to like um, Mexico or do like an all-inclusive kind of deal. Yeah. That's really smart. And it's actually good because some of us are going to start turning 30 next year. So Yeah, just start oh, hanging God. out and like, yeah, I mean, that that's the only way you can do it. Like, can you imagine like if you just found out like there are these guys in their like their late 20s, early 30s that nah. are like four guys living together. One of these guys is like 45. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. And cooks for them. Yeah. That's the other thing, too. He cooks so much. Like, it, like it, again, what they should have done on the show. drama. Yes, drama. Drama. But I if, like, him. season three, it's like, hey, man, your career is not working out. And he, like, decides to become a chef. That would be a very interesting twist. More character growth for him. He could, like, we could see him, like, trying to, you know, get some stuff he, going. He he hit me in the sads, like, right away. Like, the, the, the like, even just the first episode, he was like, hey, hey, bro, 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 remember, I don't have representation. I was like, oh. It's like, right. when he did you oh you oh you haven't seen it there is this episode and it I got me jazzed this got me jazzed when he got to go on Kimmel yes that was it a was good episode so good so Vince goes on Jimmy Kimmel and he's lazy and doesn't want to he doesn't want to like research any of it he doesn't want to worry about it blah 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 he gets on Jimmy Kimmel to make a very long story short and I guess drama and Jimmy Kimmel used to like hang out a lot and be like running buddies so they bring that up and then he gets to be on oh, Jimmy Kimmel good. they're like is he here bring him on and it's it's a really good moment and when they're all smoking the joint and they're watching the episode that night and he's like 
Yeah, it was a good. His wins movie. again. So good. His wins on the show feel so good. Like it's so they, it's so satisfying. Like there's this one. There's so this satisfying. one at the end of like season three or four or something. Like where like he's like going out for this part and like it it looks like he's not gonna get it and mm-hmm. then like he just like has like a basically like a panic attack and it just drives out. Like it, he just leaves the house at one night and then like he wakes up at the Grand Canyon and he's like like this is all over for me right and then yeah. like he gets a call. And then the guy's like, you got the part. And he, he, like, just flips out. And it's, like, this huge, like, shot, like, of the Grand Canyon. Him, like, celebrating. It's really exciting. But, like, so those really feel earned because he, like, is, like he's basically. Because he earned it. Yeah, because he feels like a piece. Like, he, like, is treated like a piece of shit the whole show. And then, like, he gets, like, three wins the entire show. And they're, but they're, like, they feel good for him. And also um, now I have to go to the Grand Canyon and wait for that phone call. Really <laughs> after, after any situation, just go to the Grand Canyon. So I have a question for you guys. Um... At any point in your life, have you ever come across someone famous who was rolling up in an entourage? Did you ever interact with them, Ooh. or um, like any type of? Because like that's what I noticed. I was like, everyone who sees Vince, like even just this first episode, is just like, oh, like everyone gets like there really worked up about it. Like, have you ever done that for a person? And if so, who? I've, I've no, I don't. Anytime I ever see a celebrity, I don't talk to them ever. I really? feel like really no. Well, the one time, the only time I ever talked to a celebrity was when I was with you. Oh yeah, and we saw Keegan Michael Key. <laughs> so we were going to see the show. We were yeah. You guys told me I came see. late to that. Oh my gosh! And so, <laughs> so we go we go to see um, Don't Think Twice, and Keegan Michael Key is just like in the standing lobby. in the lobby, being like super cool and talking to the, like these two chicks who are like fangirling. And Jackie's like, "Let's go over and talk to him." And I was like, "I don't, I mm, no, he's a person. Uh, I don't know." And she just stood there like she wasn't like oh okay she just bitch stood her ground and then we got to talk to him and that was he was a delight cool. he was so nice I got to tell him I was like we're on a sketch team at Nerdist the Vanities like we just got on blah 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 and, and we took a selfie and we took a selfie and he shook our hands and congratulated us on being on the vanity. <laughs> I feel like if you're somebody that becomes like so... really really famous at that age like you legit feel it you're like oh like Good for this person. Yeah. They're working really hard. When, I think when you're like famous younger, like you don't, like those people are like kind of assholes about it. Yeah. But like I feel like if you're like 40, you had to work for it, and then like now, and even now, like Kiko Michael Key, Key, why he was like legit famous when when Key and Peele was like really popping, right? Also, he was on Matt TV. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like he's been like working he's for been a long working, time. Yeah. So I think like from that angle, like, but even for us, I think it's like it feels bigger because he's like someone that you eventually like want to be like at some point in I your do. life. Whereas, like, so, like, if you see, like, comedy people like that, like, I feel that feeling a little bit, but, like, I get also the thing, too, is, like, just growing up here and, like, stuff, and then, like, I was, like, interning here, like, at, like, students stuff for, like, in college and stuff, and it got to the point where I was, like, more, like, okay, like, I get these people, and, mm-hmm. like, you don't really want to bother them, you're not really supposed to bother them, and also, like, I don't really get Star Trek in that way. I think the only time it happens with me is, like, athletes. Yeah? Like, I, um, so when I was, I went to school at UCI, and then that was, like, late career Kobe but he wasn't bad yet um but he was like you know like it was the point where the team wasn't good anymore and but he was like powerful enough to keep it like them into not quite the postseason but they would do okay Mm -hmm. so he um lived somewhere out near in the OC somewhere and then he would work out in the UCI gym before it opened and I lived right next to the UCI gym so like a bunch of people essentially would go out there like we're gonna go work out guys but really it's just like to see if he's there and then like just to see him work out or whatever and again it would be like before it opened so you wouldn't be working out with him it would be like he's like he would get there like 5 a.m in the morning or whatever and work until like 7 and then it would open at like 7 or or something like that or 8 so you would see him in that way um and i was like oh shit that's could be right and was he working out with an entourage i don't think so. I think he just like is kind of. He's vibes. a lone wolf. He seems like a guy that no one really likes. So. Oh no! I just pictured Kobe Bryant doing Tai Chi in the park. <laughs> Which alone. I'm sure he does. Alone. Very alone. I mean, he seems like that kind. Of, like he he is in the archetype where like I don't think people like him because he's so competitive and because he's so competitive, he's so good. Like yeah, I think essentially there's all the people that are successful because they have a chip on their shoulder. But like if they didn't have that. They wouldn't be successful, but you kind of have to have yeah. like a. A lot of people feel that way about um, a Rod. Yes. you know, like, yes. pe- and I think it's it's more like you can't give too many fucks and to get too emotional when you don't do well. You gotta like keep your shit together so then like the next game's the next game and keep it in perspective. Which, again, and that comes across as being a dick or an asshole yes. or not caring. 
if that was a thing that, like, again, going back to Entourage, if that was, like, a character trait that, like, Vince had, it would be interesting. It'd be, like, this guy who, like, has this type of problem. His, that character, essentially, he's, like, I don't want to deal with... he Like, his way to deal with stressful situations is, I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And he'll send someone else to take care of it in, like, a passive-aggressive way. Or he'd be like, I don't want to worry about it. It'll be fine if I just, like, you know, like, wing it in there. And then he and does. Then, and then he does, and it works. And it fantastically, fucking works for him. Like, consistently That's like that. why I think I also don't find him attractive, because I got that vibe at the beginning of the season. I'm like, this isn't someone who works hard. Or, yeah, like, necessarily deserves all of the riches that he is. He doesn't even read the freaking script. He's always, bag. like... Like they they'll like go spend a bunch of money and then uh, like E will be like hey like this is all the money you have dude and then he'll be like but we'll just make more and then like again like and then they do for that right like he should be punished for that and then he learns a lesson of maybe I should save some money nope like it'll be like that and then he'll be like man like we bought this house we don't have any money and now you don't have this movie like what are we gonna do and then like and again if that happened for a whole episode or a couple episodes like maybe it's fine right Mm -hmm. right then when he says that a phone call comes in and then Ari's like hey you know how you didn't get uh. Aquaman, guess what? I got it for you. And then like, yay! And Do you think Jesus. that if it was written now as an HBO show, it would be different? A- and think... there would be more character development? Because I feel like HBO... Well, yeah, I think that... TV too and now well, is a little more I think advanced. that the time in which Entourage came out, that was like 2004, 2005, mm-hmm. okay? That was a very different cultural world. Like that was still... We still had like, I don't know, like... MTV was kind of still a thing. Like, I don't know, like Perez Hilton was still like going hot. Like, I feel like there was more like, it, it, like fame and celebrity. There, there was so Leonardo much reality. DiCaprio. There were so many reality shows going on at the time. Like mm-hmm. fame and like this, the, the, the need for frame was kind of still very much in our culture. Whereas I feel and now. And you can touch it in the way you can now where like, you can just like, you know, like go like see someone's Instagram and be like, feel like you're part of their life. Yeah. That wasn't there yet. So it's like True. the feeling of like, the you're mystery. part of someone famous's life just mm-hmm. felt really good. And I also think the first season of that show, they were trying to do like a real sat, like quasi, like, a best satire as they could do. They weren't like great satirists, but they were like, you know, like it was okay. Yeah. Like again, like if Silicon Valley, they like have this very strong opinion of it and they obviously have like one of the strongest writing staffs on the planet and it works really well where they're able to like really skewer this thing because it's so separate from Hollywood. With Entourage, I think they started out being like lowly writers. They had this like skewed perspective and they were like, we have this strong satire take on it. And then as they became famous along with the show, like it just became like, it just ate itself where it was just like, oh, like, we can get these more famous people on it. Like, we're trying to get our own shit going. Where people, like, people constantly talk about how, like, the one of the creators of the show, like, Doug Allen, was like, he was, like, you know, like, getting free meals off of this stuff. He was, like, being treated like a famous person or, like, a famous director or famous writer mm-hmm. for basically writing a show that, like, you know, a few million people watched, which at the time was not huge. But, you know, yeah. like, because of the hype of it, like, it was, like, a big deal. And then it just became, like, less of a satire, more of just, like, a hey, like, people want to, like, I mean, See, jack yeah, off to the yeah. feeling of like being famous. So like, let's just give them what they want. So it's yeah. just going to be like, we need to have like a bunch of models every episode. We need to have like, and just like the broader feeling, even if you don't want to be like in like the Hollywood entertainment business, like just a feeling of like everything will work out for you always is just like, you know, it's like, enjoyable. Yeah, you have a hard day. To, you don't have to watch. It's, 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 it's mind candy. It's not necessarily like to have you grow yeah. as an individual mm-hmm. or watch somebody grow. Um, Quick question, because we don't have too much time left, but Entourage the movie. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. I mean. (laughs) Cool. Cool. So see it. So, I mean, so one of the problems of the movie is like it picks up literally like a couple days after the show ends. The show ended in like 2011. The movie came out in 2016. Oh, gosh. So like that stuff all of a sudden like doesn't make any sense where like people, they're talking to people that weren't famous yet. Like Emily Ratajkowski, who... I think we'd be like, I don't know, like really young, like too young, like 16 or 17 when the show ended is like his love interest on the show. So like she like, I mean, she's playing herself today and they're like pretending like time doesn't matter or exist, mm-hmm. but like it doesn't make any sense. Like people that are, weren't famous in 2011 or whatever are on the show and treated like they're famous now. That's gotcha. silly. Just That's do it like silly. a couple of years later. Like come up yeah. with that story. And it, and it literally is just like, so like they spent all the last season like, and Vince is like, r- like once like loves this girl and she doesn't like him or whatever. And at the end they like just suddenly get married and you're like, and that, that's how the show ends. Right. And you're like, again, in Entourage brain, you're like, oh, that's, I mean, you know, that, that's what you Classic expect. Classic Vince. Vince right? yeah. Things just work out for him. Mm-hmm. But also like, if you're like, oh, this, he's been like, he vaguely knows this girl and he's like obsessed with her for like nine days. They're not gonna, like this marriage is not gonna last, right? Yeah. I wonder if Vince is such a bland character. He is. Because, so, so this way, 
people can easily insert themselves. Yes, which is there's an there was this other ah, that was, was my theory about Bella from Twilight too. That's why she was so bland <laughs> because then any girl could like be, she's herself. any she's mm-hmm. anybody she mm-hmm. could be anybody. So like the, there's this other show called uh, Secret Girlfriend I think, and it was basically it was a show on Comedy Central that was a first person show. Like it was shot as first person. You are this guy, and oh. everyone just talks to you. You have no dialogue, and like again, all you do in the show is like you like interact with incredibly attractive women, and then you have like two goofus friends. And then, like, the show obviously didn't last. Um, but like, What the, was it called again? Secret, Secret Girlfriend. Girlfriend? I but, would like, watch that. That's, like, again, that's the ultimate, like, what you're saying. It's, like, it's so bland to the point that you just literally are shooting first person this character. Yeah. And, like, and again, it didn't last, but, like, I guess Vince is a happy medium where he's bland enough that, like, you can insert yourself, but, like, interesting enough that he can, like, have dialogue. Because it sounds like from all you've been describing, and even, like, in the one episode I've seen, I'm like, I really don't know too much about this guy to, like, even make an opinion about his background. And it seems like the extra characters are the ones that really have the heart and soul of the show. It almost would be more interesting if, like, he was barely a character on the show. I really thought the show was about him originally. So, like, West Wing was, like, originally, like, you're not supposed to see the president. He's, like, a a supporting character. Like, he shows up every once in a while on the show. Mm -hmm. And it's really about the people that work in the West Wing. And then they realize, like, now can't do that. Like, the president's got to be involved in like all of these episodes. Yeah. That would be like the West Wing Trump edition. Which yeah. oh, I mean, he's out golfing. That That's would, why he's not here. He's that would be more interesting because like he's not there, so they have to do other stuff. Yeah. But back to the movie real quick. So like he gets married at the end of the last season, and then the new show start. The new the movie starts with oh yeah they got divorced or like they like yeah it, like ended after a couple of days or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like back on the to being his old self again, and that's like the problem like. So, like, E, he has, like, a couple, like, serious relationships on the show, um, and then, like, he's on again, off again with Sloane, who is, like, blah, 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 and then, like, she's, like, pregnant, I think, during the movie, and he he is, like, the father, and I'm, like, the problem, the principal problem in their relationship is not that, like, he doesn't love her, she doesn't love him or anything like that, it's, like, he always keeps putting, like, the gang and, like, Vince and his career above, like, their relationship, Mm -hmm. And I was like, he's going to have this kid now. I'm pretty sure he's not going to be a good dad. Like, just like watching the show, like, that's the character. Like, he is unwilling or unable to change. Like, he is the one that tries the hardest, mm-hmm. but it fails just like everyone else. Does does he, do they have the baby in the movie? Or I don't just think so. I, I watched this movie once and I was like, this is not good. Um, but <laughs> but you loved it and it's it's a nice pleasure. I, I think you guys should all watch it. Um, okay. <laughs> but I think cool. it's terrible. Cool. All right. Well, we have to wrap. Yeah, that was so much fun. Yeah, it was. Thank you for coming. Thank Absolutely. you for Do coming. Do you want to plug anything other than the fact that you are also on the sketch team called The Vanities? Um, no. We have a show tonight, but this is going to come out tomorrow, so oh, you, you yeah. won't know. Get a time machine. But get back here. Second Saturday of every month, so that means our next show is June 10th. I June believe 10th so. At uh, 8 p.m. on the Nerdist School stage on Sunset Boulevard, and it's $5. It's super cheap. And I believe next week we have Marco Beltran, who is the final member of the Vanities, (laughs) who has been on the Guilty Pleasure show. We've worked worked our way through. We've ran out of people on our (laughs) sketch team, and now we have to like ask people on Facebook. Guys, I can come back to talk about the OC. I can come back to talk about about the OC. I want to talk about the OC, though. So many tank tops in that one, too. (laughs) Just one guy just wearing a bunch of different ones. Yeah, exactly. We should actually write that show. Yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks. Thanks. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.